0: Hello and welcome to the Chris Terrell podcast. My name is Chris Terrell. If you are not in the CTC weight loss support group on Facebook, you are missing out on one of, I know I'm biased in what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it, one of the best Facebook internet weight loss support groups out there. It is one of the best lots of positivity, none of that toxic diet culture, no talk of crash dieting. I will have none of it. I just delete it. Um, But come join the group. I have a link to it in the show notes here of this episode and actually many episodes of the podcast. You can also find it by going to christerlcoaching.com, finding free content in the navigation menu, and you'll find a direct link to it there. Also, if you enjoy the Chris Terrell Podcast and you want to support the show directly, in the show notes, you'll find a link to where you can donate to the show. Uh, anything helps, whether it's just a couple of dollars or even a couple more, uh, anything to keep this show going so that we can, I can continue to bring powerful and meaningful content to you and to anybody else on their weight loss journey. I want to talk about the end, well, what you think is the end of your weight loss journey. In the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey talks about beginning with the end in mind, and this is a very powerful and useful principle to apply in so many parts of life, and your weight loss journey is definitely one of those. Often we begin a journey of losing weight to run away from being fat and and not so much thinking about what we're running towards and thinking, I'm just going to lose the weight and then I'll figure out how to keep it off when I get there. I'm someone that's done that. I've lost a bunch of the weight and then well, I thought I'd figure it out when I got there and I all I ever successfully did was was slow down the rate of weight gain. I never never was successful at stopping it until this time. But this time it's because I I, I sought out information about the end of the journey as I went to uh, help me make better choices along the way. Because some choices you would make benefit you in the short term but don't serve you in the long term. And there's some choices you make that might not necessarily be the most optimal choice short term, but when you look at the bigger picture, serve you really, really well. I'm going to tell you, as somebody on the other side of the weight loss portion of your transformation, Maintenance is not some magic land where all of a sudden you're fine. Talk to anybody that has lost the weight, even if it has been many years, if they've kept it off, they will tell you it is still something they think about. It is still something they work on. Some will even say it is still a struggle. And this is to be expected. You should move forward expecting that when you get to maintenance, it's going to be tricky. One time, said that to somebody, and they're like, well, you're not making maintenance sound very appealing, like losing the weight. And I'm like, well, look, I mean, I'm over here talking about how it's difficult, and it is, but it is easier than losing weight, like, by far. Like, what you're doing is the harder part of this, no doubt. But I don't want you thinking that when you get here, somehow it's just magically better. But I thought I would tell you a little bit about what my experience has been leading up to hitting my goal weight transitioning from weight loss into weight maintenance and a few of my experiences uh, in the maintenance side of things Uh, and again I'm just going to talk about a few I I could fill many many episodes talking about maintenance and what that experience has has been like so one of the things is the last 20 pounds were harder to lose than the preceding 50 okay so it, it means so Of of the last 70 pounds to go, the last 20 were harder to lose in the preceding 50. Because the preceding 50, I was just sort of in a groove. I was going along. I was fine. And actually, all the weight before the previous 20 pounds, I had gray area. I had wiggle room. I had low-hanging fruit. When you first get started with a weight loss journey, you can be kind of... I'm hesitant to say this, but it's true. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. You don't have to be super strict. You can be kind of loose with the rules. When I say rules, is in like whatever your strategy is, you don't have to be perfect. Honest and truly, consistency is going to take care of it for you. If you're just consistently tracking, if you're just consistently exercising, even if you're not perfect at either one of those, you're going to experience success. So you can expect that. But when you get to that last 20 pounds, by that point, most of your wiggle room is gone if you want the scale to keep going down. You'll find it's just a real grind to experience weight loss that's more than like a half a pound every couple of weeks. I mean, I remember one time during my last 20 pounds, it took me three weeks to lose a half a pound. And let me tell you, when I lost that half a pound after three weeks of just like being as as diligent as I could with everything, it makes it so much easier to say no to things because I was like, oh, hell no, I am not regaining that half pound to lose it again. That was hard. It's why when, when I work with people and they're like, well, I only lost a half pound this week. You know, I feel like I should have lost at least two. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You need to own that. Like, you'd be happy that you could lose a half pound in a week. Cause I remember a time where I <laughs> couldn't lose a half pound in barely lose in three weeks. And it wasn't a plateau. It was just that hard. So that's the the big that was my big eye opener that I didn't fully understand when I got to that last 20 pounds. In all, in all actuality, I spent the preceding 18 months, the first 18 months of my weight loss journey was training for the last six months of my weight loss journey. Because when I got to those that last 20 pounds, I needed to be very diligent with what I ate. Tracking wasn't. I, 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 please keep in mind, I didn't like put everything in my fitness pal because by that point I pretty much knew the calories of the food I ate. I pretty much could just keep a running total in my head with almost no effort because I'd been doing it for eighteen months. By that point, going to the gym was easy, but I had to be very diligent about what I did at the gym. I had to make sure that I was actually pushing myself because if if I backed off on that or if I overate a little bit yeah, I wasn't going to gain weight, but I also wasn't going to lose weight either. And I wanted to keep that ball rolling forward. I had to, in the last six months, get very diligent with what I ate. I had to be mindful of my protein intake. You know, talk about a lot of times, like, hey, you don't have to worry about macros. You don't need to worry about that. Just focus on calories. Just get some exercise in and you'll be fine. Straight calories in, straight calories out. Well, this is, Let's talk bigger picture. That is not true forever. Depending on when you want to stop the weight loss portion of your transformation, you you may need to actually layer in other elements. I had to start paying attention to protein intake because I needed to maximize satiation of my food. So a lot of my snacks became protein-based snacks. Because I needed to be satiated, which leads to the second part about uh, that being super diligent is I had to manage my hunger, which is something I talk a lot about with all my clients in the Fundamental of Weight Loss course is you, you've got to know your hunger and you've got to begin to get to know it. It takes time. This is one of those intuitive eating principles where you get to learn and honor your hunger. But when you first get started, you don't, you just know it is very binary. I'm hungry. I'm not hungry. Well, hungry is a scale. It's a spectrum, so to speak, but also not all hunger is the same. Sometimes you're just bored. Okay. Well, some of you already know that. Okay. Well, sometimes it's your stomach is empty and you're not actually hungry. You're just not used to the sensation of your stomach being empty for prolonged periods of time. We have to get used to that. And then you get used, you start learning the difference between cravings and hunger. And I could keep going on, but there's, there's several different, different subtleties to your hunger. You get to know those. You also get to learn like how hungry can I be and I'm fine. Like sometimes it's like, it would be like four o'clock. I'd be a little hungry, not a lot hungry, but a little hungry. And I'm like, if I eat now... I have to kind of reduce the size of something later today, and I don't really want to reduce the size of anything, so I'm just going to kind of sit in this hunger for an hour until I can get to dinner. Like, I had to make those kinds of calls, but sometimes I couldn't. So this leads to the next part that was very important in that last 20 pounds. I had to be very diligent about the management of my calories, my budgeting, of calories, which is why in The Fundamentals of weight, weight Loss, I devote an entire week to talking about budgeting of calories. You don't need to be hyper diligent about that in the beginning. You really don't. But you need to start practicing, getting familiar with it, learning about it, so that when you get to that last bit, you already know how to do it. It already is easy to do. So the 20 pounds of weight loss, if you were to equate it to like a sports analogy, that's dieting. On the pro at the professional level, that's when you're going to the pros, when you're getting that last twenty pounds off of your ideal body weight for your frame. Now, some of you will get to this point, and you'll you'll decide yourself quite honestly you don't want to go through all that. And I want to emphasize that is okay. It is a deeply personal choice when to bring to a close the weight loss portion of your journey. That is your choice to make and yours alone. Of course, you can talk with people about it and get input. But at the end of the day, if you want to get to the ideal body weight for your frame, it's going to require a bit of diligence to get there. And it's going to require a cost. And you're not going to be able to do it if you don't exercise. You're not going to be able to do it if you don't move your body. You're not going to be able to do it if you're not pretty good about working on managing your food intake. You're not going to be able to do it if you can't say no to food sometimes and say, I'll have it later. I mean, it's just that's just how it is. Now, could you lose weight really slowly and do it? You could. I mean, it, it would certainly be much easier to peel off that last 20 pounds if you didn't mind taking a year to do it. But look, for me, I, I had been losing weight for 18 months at that point. I, I did not want it to keep going. I was done. I was ready to, to do it. So that's the, the big thing to remember. It's going to require diligence in all areas. So think of everything you're doing now as practice for the end. Now, there was this other part. I've not talked about this really at length on any of my platforms, and and I'm going to talk about it here because I've been harping on it a lot lately about not weighing in daily. And it's something I've mentioned for a long time. And actually, if you can go to an earlier episode of my podcast, I talked about my ritual for how I weighed in on the scale. And and thank God I did that because what I didn't know when I made that episode of the podcast and what I didn't know when I was going about my weight loss journey was just how much power that scale was going to have over me when I got further down the line. So the overwhelming majority of my weight loss, I I kept the scale in the bathroom. It was fine. It was just there in the bathroom. I moved it to the exact same tile. I, I you know I got up in the morning, I went to the bathroom, I took off all my clothes, I hadn't eaten anything. And And I'd get on the scale and I'd weigh in every once a week. And I might do a midweek check-in every so often. And it was fine, you know. And I did my check-in with myself. Am I proud of what I did this week? If the answer was yes, I got on the scale. If the answer was no, I didn't. Like, that worked. Well, as I got closer to the end, I started getting on the scale a bit more regularly. You know, because I was doing a midweek check-in every so often. Well, it it became a couple of times a week I would check in with the scale. Because I was eating so diligently and I was really wanting to get that scale to move. And 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 so I was just checking in a bit more frequently. And then I, I had a planned maintenance break uh, that I had set a couple of months prior. I said, when I hit this date, I'm going to take a month-long maintenance break. Now, I had done this a couple of times already where I had set a date, took a maintenance break on purpose, and then started back again. But I was getting very close to my journey and the weight loss had... Was getting really difficult this was after that half pound uh, a three-week half pound thing where it was just really really hard so i was starting to the fear of regaining weight was starting to set in and you can talk to anybody that has lost a lot of weight they'll tell you about the fear of regaining it's real it is a fear unlike anything it's hard to describe because you're just like i don't want to gain any of it back so, I mean, and I, I got to be honest, I'm embarrassed to even admit this, but I, I'm, I'm admitting it because I think it's important to know that, like, I had my struggles. And when I was taking this planned maintenance break, I was paranoid about the scale climbing back up and, and the scale made its way to the living room. And next thing I knew, I was getting on it every day. And every day slowly turned into multiple times a day. Uh, like, before and after I ate. And it was starting to have a lot of power over me by having it just... I, I literally put it in the middle of my walkway where I, I could just walk by it and get on it. Um, And I was starting to obsess over the food that I was eating during that maintenance break. Now, I was talking with someone during that who was teaching me how to maintain. And, and she said, you've got to start looking at other things to check in with your body. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, wh- what do you check with? And she's like, well, I look at how I feel and, and I look at how my clothes fit. She's like, I have my fat clothes and I have my skinny clothes and I have my regular clothes. I was like, really? You do? And she's always, you know, been able to keep her weight within a certain window. And she's like, yeah, you know, we, we all do that. And I started asking around and realized a lot of people have fat clothes and skinny clothes. And it's like, okay, okay. And, and, and I was talking about the food and everything. And she said, look, put your scale away. <laughs> I was like, what? And we talked and, you know, I came to the realization and the understanding that I, I was cultivating a very dangerous relationship with that scale. Very dangerous because I was so terrified of regaining weight. And so I took the scale and I, and I put it underneath things in a closet, like not stuff sitting on it so it wouldn't drain the battery, but like I, I buried it so I couldn't, it would take work to get to it. I added friction for me to get to it. Some of you, my clients, you'll know what I mean by the friction. I created friction to get to the scale and uh, it helped. It helped so much because I, I was forced at that moment to, trust in myself. And I stopped focusing on the scale and I started to instead focus on my habits that I was cultivating, that I'd been cultivating, my lifestyle. you know, I, And I told myself, well, I, I've been doing this stuff for a long time. I can trust it. And I actually started to truly gain a high degree of comfort in tracking my calories. Like I, I had comfort before, but nothing nothing like this time. It it brought me peace to track my calories again. I I, I don't had been tracking in my head at that point. I went back to actually tracking in the app and I was like, well I know if I I know if I sit within these numbers I'll be fine. I, I don't need to question. I just sit within these numbers. And this gave me such it gave me power. It gave me the strength and the will to say no to food at that point. It, that was the period of time that, that it all of a sudden became easy for me to say no to literally anyone. There's literally no one that could guilt me into food at that point. Because I, you know, I was like, no, I am taking complete and total ownership of what I eat, when I eat, how I exercise. And I'm not going to let anybody take it away from me. I became protective of it. And uh, at the end of the month, I got on the scale and I weighed the same as I started. And and in that little experiment where I did that, and I put that scale away and I came back and it weighed the same, it's like, okay, I can trust the process that I have been doing. It works, but it also reminded me that I must be wary of the scale and the power that it can have. The scale is a necessary evil. You need to know your weight. But it was during that time I started taking body measurements. It was during that time I would pay attention to how does my belt feel. I would pay attention to how does my shirt feel against my body. I started taking progress pictures regularly so that I could monitor it from week to week. And I started going, okay, this feels so much better to keep an eye out on it this way because it forced me to react slower because you can't react real fast. So let's talk about post-maintenance after I hit the number. So when I hit my weight loss number, a very interesting thing happened. I felt the feeling of my North Star vanishing because I had been losing weight for so long that going down and attaining a certain number, in this case of 165 pounds, was my why for doing things. It was to get to this point and i was starting to accomplish so many of the things that i said i wanted to do that when i got there i started to feel like well, what what now what do, what do i do next and this is where i realized i i needed another thing i needed something additional to focus on i needed to shift my exercise from exercise to training And this led to a very powerful question that that I asked myself, and it was a rewording of an old question. It was, what am I going to do with this body now that I have it? So a question I ask people in my first call is, if I could snap my fingers and give you your dream body right now, what would you do with it? What would you do with it? Because if you're just going to go back to the old life you did before, you're going to lose the body. Because that new body you've created has a maintenance plan. It, You know, I have to take my body on walks. I have to feed my body certain foods. I have to give it a proper amount of sleep. I have to take care of it or I'll lose it. It'll go away. And I, did, I thought about it, but I didn't think about it quite enough. I don't know if you ever could think about it enough. I don't, I don't know that that's possible. But what I do know was important... To set my sights on things further off, which is what I've done. And now I've picked things that make me happy, that bring me joy. In my case, it's running. I have truly fallen in love with it. And I know that running is going to lead to a healthier lifestyle with my body because, well, you run a bunch, you notice how food affects that. And running burns calories. So it, this lifestyle will keep me in a certain kind of shape. Anyway. I'm going to wrap this up here. I I just thought this might be a useful topic to give some of you in the beginning and middle some insights into what one person's journey was like as he hit maintenance. And some of you I know are approaching maintenance or are in it that listen to this podcast and you know, I thought maybe you could get some information from this that that might that might help you. Now, I have a maintenance support group on Facebook. I've not been as active in it lately you know, as the beginning of the year with so many new people coming on, and I'm, I'm going to be committing to doing more with that group. So if you would like to join the maintenance Facebook group, so if you're within 20 pounds of your target weight or you're in your target weight, head on over to chrisjowcoaching.com, and you will find a link to my maintenance support group there. And I would love to have you come, come join that group and get support from others. Because um, you'll find your struggles in maintenance, you're not alone. You're not alone. And uh, it's a very important uh, thing to pay attention to because I want you to keep your dream body when you attain it. All the advice that I give here on TikTok in the Facebook group, I am always thinking of the advice that is not only going to help you lose weight, that is also it is positioning you for success When you reach your goal weight, because I want you to keep the body. I want you to keep the results of all of your hard work, but I don't want it to be more difficult than it needs to be. Because even with all the preparation in the world, you're gonna still feel the fear I'm talking about. So enjoy the simplicity of a weight loss journey in the beginning. Enjoy that you do not need to make it overly complex in the beginning. Because in the beginning, it might feel overwhelming. It might feel like a lot. And that is okay. Take your time. Get acclimated. Get used to it. And then take another step forward. And then get used to that. And then take another step forward. And you'll make it. I promise. Okay. If you've been thinking about weight loss coaching, head on over to ChrisSharrowCoaching.com. I have updated my uh, coaching offerings on the website. I now have... Uh, My signature six-month program is there. You can request the information directly from the site, which will give you the pricing information for that, too, and give you the program overview. I have a plateau-busting program now that you can, if you're stuck in a plateau and you just can't seem to get past it and get over the hump, you can uh, schedule that. I am now also offering monthly accountability coaching. I have a bronze-silver-gold package. You can find those there. Essentially, we meet once, twice, or three times a month for half an hour, and I can help keep you on track. I still am offering a la carte coaching. I have done away with the half hour a la carte package because uh, quite honestly, every time we did that, um, well, we needed more time. So I went ahead and removed that one. I also offer a package of just a la carte sessions if you would like those as well. So that's something you're thinking about. Head on over to the site and uh, would love to meet with you and see how I can help you on your weight loss journey. Have a great week. Remember that you can do hard things and I will see you next week on the Chris Terrell Podcast.